0: Welcome everyone to this live podcast on Twitch where you can get the news from the research industry that how our researchers keep on researching on various domains and topics to keep our lifestyle more better and more sustainable. So and yes, these articles are posted on our website named PostScientist.com. if you're willing to check it out please check it out otherwise listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys because It acts like an archive on the daily basis providing in the news from the research industry. So, let's get started without wasting further any time. The first topic of the day is Scientists peel back ancient layers of banana DNA to reveal mystery ancestors. Bananas are thought to have been first domesticated by people 7,000 years ago on the islands of New Guinea, but the domestication history of banana is complicated, while their classification is hotly debated, as boundary between uh, spices and sub, uh, species. subspices are often unclear. Now, a study in frontiers in plant science shows that... This history is even more complex than previously thought. Okay, the results confirmed that the genome of today's domestic, uh, domesticated varieties contains traces of three extra, as yet unknown ancestors. Here we showed that most of today's deployed cultivated banana that descend from the wild banana M. acuminata hybrids between different subspecies at least three extra wild mystery ancestors must have contributed to this mixed genome thousands of years ago but haven't been identified yet said Dr. Julie Sardos, a scientist at the Alliance of Biodiversity International and SEAT in Montpellier, uh, France and the study first author. Complex Domestication History Domesticated banana expect for the fee b- uh, bananas in the Pacific are thought to be descended from a cluster of four ancestors either subspecies of the wild banana Musa acuminata or distinct but closely related species M acuminata seems as to have evolved in the northern borderlands between India and Myanmar and to have existed across Australia approximately ten meter years ten million years ago before it was first domesticated oh okay 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 a further complication is that domesticated varieties can have two diploid, three uh, triploid or four tetraploid copies of every chromosomes and uh, that uh, many are also descended from the void species m balbyssinia Recent smaller-scale studies suggested that even this already complex scenario might not be the whole story and and that further ancestors related to M. Akinata could have been involved in the uh, domestication. The new results not only confirm that this is indeed the case, they also show for the first time that these genes or pools are common in domesticated banana genomes. Banana collecting Missions the author sequenced the DNA in 226 extracts leaf extracts from the world largest collection of banana samples at the Alliance of Biodiversity International and Seat, Musa, Plasma Transit Centre in Belgium. Among these samples, 68 belonged to 9 wild, a subspecies of M. acunata, 154 to deployed, domesticated variety descended from M and four more distantly related, wide-species and hybrid as a comparisons. Many had previously been gathered in dedicated banana-collecting missions to Indonesia, the islands of New Geneva, and the autonomous region of Bougonville. The researcher first measured the level of relatedness between cultivars and wild bananas, and made family trees based on the diversity at 39,300 uh, thir- 39,031 single nu- uh, nucleotide polymorphisms SNP, uh, SNPs, (SNPs). These, are a usual subset of these, even spread across the genome, with each pair. uh, demarcating a block of approximately 100,000 DNA letters to statistically analyze the ancestors of each block. For the first time, they detected traces of three further ancestors in the genome of all domesticated samples for which no matches are yet known from the wild. Mystery ancestors might survive somewhere. The Mysterian system might be long since extinct, but y- uh, y- our personal conviction is that they are still living somewhere in the wild, either poorly described by science or not described at all, in which case they are probably threatened, said Sardos. Sardos et L have a good idea where to look for them. Our genetic comparison shows that the first of this mystery ancestor must have come from the region between the Gulf of Thailand and the west of the South China Sea. The second from the region between the North Borneo and the Philippines. The third from the island of New Geneva could help breed uh, better bananas. Which useful trait the mystery uh, these mystery ancestors might have contributed to domesticated banana is not yet known. For example, the crucial trait of Pedanthrocarpi fruit setting without the need of fo- uh, for pollination, is thought to have been inherited from M. Acum- uh, Acuminata while cooking bananas own a large chunk of their DNA to the species or perhaps separate species M. Echinomata Bansky. Second corresponding author Dr. Matthew Rod, likewise at Bioversity International, said identifying the ancestor of cultivated banana is important as it will help us understand the process and the path that shaped the banana diversity observed to be a crucial step to breed bananas of the future. Breeders need to understand the genetic makeup of today's domesticated deployed bananas for their crosses between cultivars and the studies is a major first step toward the characterization is great detail of many of the cultivars. Saito said, based on the result, we will work with partners to explore and genotype wild banana diversity in the three geographic regions that are study pinpointed with the hope uh, to identify these und- uh, you uh, identified unidentified contributors to cultivated bananas. It was it will also be important to investigate the different advantage and traits that each of the contributor provided to cultivated bananas. Hmm. I mean interesting finding, interesting results. So nothing to say more about it. We are moving towards next topic. The thinking and the undead. undead. How dormant bacteria calculate their return to life? Okay, (laughs) okay. Let's see. Facing starvation and stress uh, conditions, some bacteria enter a dorm uh, dormant state in which life processes stop. Shutting down into deep dormancy allows the cells called spores to withstand punishing extreme of heat, pressure, and even the harsh condition of outer space. Eventually, when conditions become favorable, spores that may have been dormant for years can wake up in minutes and spring back to life. Spores wake up by rehydrating and restarting their metabolism and uh, psychology. but until now, scientists did not know whether sports can monitor their environment in their sleep without waking up. In particular, it was not known how sports deal with vague environmental signals that do not indicate clearly favorable conditions. Would sports just ignore such mild condition or take note? University of uh, California, San Diego biologists have solved this mystery in a new study published in the journal Science. Researcher in the School of Biological Science discovered that sports have an extraordinary ability to evaluate the surrounding environment while remaining in a psychologically dead state. Uh, They found that sports used stored electrochemical energy acting like a capacitor to determine whether conditions are suitable for return to normal functioning life. (laughs) Okay, this work changes the work we think about sports which uh, were considered to Be inert objects, said Giroler Seol, a professor in the Department of Molecular Biology. We showed that cells in a deeply dormant state have the ability to process information. We discovered that spores can release the stored electrochemical poten- uh, potential energy to perform a computation about their environment without uh, the need of metabolic activity. Many bacterial species form spores per po- uh, partially dehydrated cells surrounded by resilient pro, uh, protective code as a survival strategy that allows them to r- remain dormant for the thousands of years such a remarkable capability makes them a threat in the form of bacterial anthrax as well as a contamination hazard in medicine and the food industry soul and his colleagues tested whether dormant Especially subtitles, as uh, subtitles, sports could sense a short-lived environmental signal that were not strong enough to trigger a return to life. They found that uh, sports were able to count such small inputs, and if the sum reached a certain threshold, they would uh, decide to exit the state and resume biological activity. Developing a mathematical model to help explain the process, the researcher discovered that sports use a mechanism known as integrated and forward based fluxes of potassium ions for appraising the surrounding environment. They found that sports responded to even shortly favourable signals that were not enough to trigger or exit from dormancy. Instead of waking up sports, release some of their stored potassium in response to each a small input and summed consecutive favorable signals to determine if conditions were suitable for existing. Sorry. exiting. Such a cumulative signal processing strategy can reveal whether e- external conditions are indeed favorable and prevent sports from jumping the gun into a world of unfavorable, unfavorable condition. The way spores process information is similar to how neurons operate in our brain, said Sewell. In both bacteria and neurons, small and short inputs are added up over time and to determine if a threshold is reached. Upon reaching the threshold, spores initiate their return to life, while neurons afford an action potential to communicate. With other neurons. Interestingly, spores can perform the signal integration without requiring any metabolic energy, while neurons are among the most energy dependent cells in our bodies. The researcher believe uh, the new information about spores reframes popular ideas about cells in extremely dormant states that seem dead. Such findings hold implications for evaluating life on objects such as meteors as well as space missions seeking evidence of life. Oh, okay. This work suggests alternate ways to go off with the potential threat posed by pathogenic spores and its implications for what to expect from extraterrestrial life, said Seoul, who uh, holds affiliation. With the San Diego Center for System Biology, Bio uh, Circuits Institute, and Center for My, um, Innovation, if scientists find life on Mars or Venus, it is likely to be dormant state. And we know now, we now know that a life form that appears to be completely inert may still be capable of thinking about its next steps. Authors of the science paper include Kyoto Kishu Lincia, Galero, Lepardo, Colian, Weatherwax, Jamie Lamb, Ion Emmanuel, Emanuel Theodocus, Jordi Garcia, Olgelovo, and Guriel Mseon. So, I mean, this scientist paper and researcher and amazing uh, finding, give the amazing finding about how an extraterrestrial body or body or bacteria which is being disperse uh, uh, or extent uh, from the life uh, can evaluating those things and uh, uh, use their uh, uh, use other organisms to survive for uh, for on their self so i mean okay uh, it's an interesting finding because it's uh, like he said in the article itself it's going to be see in the other uh, planets too so yep these are the thing. These are the findings given by these scientists. So, yep, interesting, interesting. Moving on towards next topic. Shrine discovered in Egypt, uh, Egyptian temple with evidence of previously unknown rituals. <laughs> it's going to be an archaeological uh, article. So, let's see. The Siget uh, the Siget project research team directed by Professor John Allard Grisman from the Department of Antiquity and the Middle Age Studies at the UAB recently published in the American Journal of Archaeology the results obtained from the January 2019 excavation season at the ancient seaport of Bedenki, located in Egypt's Eastern Desert. The paper describes the archaeological dig of a, r- a religious complex from the late Roman period, four to sixth century CE, named the Falcon Shrine by researchers Chen, located within the northern complex. One of the most important buildings of the city of Berenki at that time. The site, uh, which was excavated by the Polish Center of Mediterranean Archaeology and the University of uh, Delaware, was a red sea harbor founded by Petrolomy II Philadelphia I, 3rd century BC, and continued to operate into Roman and Byzantine periods when it was returned into the main point of entrance for commerce coming from. Cape Horn, Arberia, and India. (laughs) Okay. Within this uh, chronological period, one of the phases yielding the most uh, new discovery was the one uh, corresponding to the late Roman period from the 4th to 6th century CE, a period in in which the the city seemed uh, to be partially occupied and controlled by the belmes a nomadic group of pe- uh, people from the Nubian region who at the moment were expanding their domains throughout the greater part of Egypt's eastern deserts. In this sense, the northern complex is fundamental in providing clear evidence of a link with the belmes pe- uh, people thanks to the discovery of inscriptions to some of their kings or the A4 mentioned falcon shrine. Researchers were able to identify a small traditional Egyptian temple, which, after the 4th century, was adapted by the Belmese to, other, uh, to their own belief system. The material findings are particularly remarkable and include offerings such as harpoons, cu- uh, cube shaped uh, statues, and a steel with uh, indications related to re- uh, religious activities, which was chosen for the covered of the general current issue, says UAB researcher John Allard. The most remarkable conscripted uh, element found was the arrangement of up to 15 falcons within the shrine. Most of these headless, although burials of falcons for religious purpose had already been re- heard, observed in the Nile Valley, as had the worshipping of individual birds of the species. This is the first time a researcher discovered falcon buried within, within a temple and the, uh, and accompanied by eggs, something completely unpresented. In other uh, sites, researchers had, fo- uh, had found mummified headless falcons, but uh, always only individual specimens, never in group, as in the case of key the steel. Uh, uh, contains a curious inscription reading it is impo- uh, improper to boil a head in here which far from being dedication or sign of gratitude as normally correspond to an inscription is a message forbidding all those who enter from boiling the heads of the animal inside the temple considered to be a profane activity journal ordered Says that all these elements point uh, to intense ritual activities combining Egyptian tradition with contribution from the Be- uh, Belmese, sustained, sustained it by the theological base possibly related to the worf- uh, worshipping of the god Konzu. He goes uh, on to say that the discovery expands our knowledge of these semi-nomad people and the Belmese living in the eastern desert during the decline of the Roman Empire. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Very interesting finding. Okay. <laughs> Moving on uh, towards next topic. We are d- going to talk about the AI now. So let's see. Using AI to create more efficient math algorithms. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. A team of researchers at Google's DeepMind London has found that AI can find uh, can find faster algorithms to solve matrix multiplication problems in the paper published in the general nature. The group discovered uh, using reinforcement learning to improve math-based algorithm. A, r- a research briefing uh, has also been published in the same journal issue summarizing the work by the team in London. Math uh, came up uh, quite often in computer programming generally as means for describing and then manipulating uh, representation of real-world phenomena. For example, it is used to represent pixels on a computer screen, weather conditions or nodes in an artificial network. One of the major ways that math is used in such instances is to perform calculation on matrices uh, when programming games, uh, for example, matrix. Describe possible movement options for such movements to be uh, realized. Matrix are often multiplied or added together. Sometimes both actions are needed. This requires a lot of work, especially as the matrices grow larger, uh, which is why computer scientists have spent a lot of time and energy developing more and more efficient algorithms to get the job done. In 1969, for example, mathematician Walker stressed and figured out out of way to multiply 2 into uh, 2 address using just 7 multiplication operation rather than the 8 that had been the standard. In this new effort, the researcher at uh, DeepMind wondered if it might be possible to use reinforcement learning-based AI system to create new algorithm with fewer steps than those now in use. To find out, they looked to gaming uh, system for inspiration. Nothing the, uh, that most are based on reinforcement learning. After building some preliminary system, the team turned its focus to tree searching which is also used in game pro- uh, programming it is means for a system to look at various scenarios given a particular situation when applied to multiplying matrices the researcher found that the converting an ai system to give to a, to a game allowed for searching for the most efficient way to get uh, to a desired outcome a mathematical result the researcher tested the system by allowing it to search for review and then you uh, then use existing algorithm using reward as an antecedent to pick or that one that has that was most efficient. The system learned about the fact that I contribute to matrix multiplication efficiency. Next the researcher allowed the system to create its own algorithm again looking to improve efficiency. The researcher found that in many instances the algorithms chosen by the system were better than those that had been created by their human or mm, predecessors, predecessors. Okay, 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 okay moving on towards next topic sample match a model that automatically uh, retrieves matching drum samples for musical tracks Hmm. machine learning based computation models have been successfully applied to a broad range of complex information processing tasks including those that involve retrieving specific data items from large archives researcher at the sony computer science laboratory ccl in france have been trying to develop machine learning technique that could help music and pro, uh, help music producers to easily identify and retrieve specific audio samples from a database hmm. to this uh, And Stephen Leithner, a researcher at Sony uh, CSL, recently introduced Sample Match, a machine learning based model that uh, can automatically retrieve drum samples that match a specific music track from large archives. His model is said to be presented in December at the ISMIR 2022 conference, a leading event that focuses on. Music information retrieval. Our music team at Sony CCL is working on AI that could make the life of music producer easier. Stephen Latner, one of uh, the researchers who carried out the study, told Tech Explorer In music production, there are many tasks of which AI could be valuable. One such task that is currently relatively tedious in drum sample selection. Drum sample selection is the process through which a music producer must uh, search for drum samples that would work well with specific drums less uh, music track as drum sample libraries are typically large identifying suitable drum samples can be very time and energy consuming. Currently music producer only have access to a few rudimentary computational tools designed to assist. To exist them with drum sample selection processes. These primarily include filtering a large data set by tags or keywords. Hmm, okay. A few years ago, Lightner set out uh, to develop a new system that could retrieve drum samples in more. Initiative and effective way due to limitation of technology available at the time. However, the system needed to be relatively complex. I found that the system I previously created was not a very elegant, so I didn't publish it. Let not explained. Okay, with the recent advance in co- constructive learning and improvement, in neural net. Uh, Neural network encoders. It has become much easier to estimate if two data points fit together. As a result, the system becomes more general and my method could be used to estimate the fit of many kinds of sounds. Okay. When using sample math, musicians can put their drug into their system at any stage of production. The system then automatically sort a drum sample uh, library based on what is calculated would match best with it. Oh, interesting. letna trained sample match used a large data set of 4830 electronic music tracks and 885 famous pop rock tracks. Specifically, he used audio pairs of instrumental music that is synthetic, synthetic basses, bass, guitar, pad, strings, chord, keyboard, and vocals, and matching drum tracks. <laughs> Sample match was trained and audio bill that we knew would match, Ladner said. Now, uh, when we show a new pair to the model, it will provide a matching score. While there are already system that match audio samples using extra musical features, their retrieval quality depends on the predefined features and the type of s- uh, samples. From done samples, it is not even clear which features we should look at add to compute a matching score. While Leitner trained uh, his model to learn what drum samples match a specific track, it could also be used for other forms of audio matching by using uh, different training sample pairs. In fact, sample match could also be taught to retrieve matching bass, guitar or uh, other instrumental tracks. Hmm. Some aesthetic choice. A musician perform in music pro- uh, production are still mysterious," letner <laughs> said. "While it is obvious that an instrument should not be played out of key with drum samples, there is no theory why some uh, fit your track and some don't. By showing samples, a computer can now learn the aesthetic principle we apply when listening. In some way, the computer learns to listen like a human. In the future, though." Uh, audio retrieval model created by Lackner and his colleagues at Sony CCL could exert music producers in sourcing suitable drum samples or other instrumental samples for their tracks. In addition, a clause analysis <coughs> of how the system learned to organize data could help to devise new theories that might guide music production affo- efforts. More specifically, the reverse engineering of the system might allow the researcher to outline some general rules that musicians should follow when mixing their music. In our future works, we want to combine this method with our drum GAN technology to generate drum samples that match a given track directly, Lechner added. Meanwhile, we also want to extend sample match to other kinds of samples. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, it's an amazing model, which is being used by the many of the musicians and music producers. So, great, great. I want, uh, I want this. I mean, I want this model in the market itself by any, uh, by any of the company. But do please do. Other, uh, it's going to produce more music and more efficient music, which is more relaxing in nature and more. More ba- uh, basically, providing you the waves that uh, that your brain can actually function more efficiently. So we need uh, these kind of models, not just the music. We need this kind of music which needs uh, to relax your mind, relax your brain, and of course, uh, if you are doing, um, if you are uh, if you are into uh, physics then you know uh, that how music can affect your brain and neuroscience things so yeah, moving on towards next topic creating a mouse embryo from stem cells to learn more about the mammalian development process okay a team of researchers at the California Institute of Technology working with one colleague from the Francis Crick Institute and another from the University of Cambridge, both in the UK, has developed a way to grow mouse embryos without using mouse eggs or sperm to learn more about early mammalian de- uh, development. In the paper published in the journal Nature Cell biology, the group described using several types of stem cells to grow mouse embryos. Okay. Prior research has shown that mammalian embryos differentiate into different types of cell masses as they develop. Researchers have also uh, found that stem cells are involved in the process, but the mechanics, mechanisms uh, responsible are still unknown. In this new effort, the researcher used three different kinds of stem cells to grow a mouse embryo that matured to the point of having a beating heart and the beginnings of a brain. To create such embryos, the researchers first studied communication between stem cell groups in naturally developing mouse embryos. They learned to recognize these elements that went into such uh, communication and and the means by which it was carried out. In essence, they deciphered the code. They they then isolated three main types of uh, stem cells that made up the cell. That made up the cell masses in early embryo development. Pluripotent, which eventually grow to become body tissue, and uh, two other uh, types that grew to become the immunic sac and placenta. They also noted the quantities of. Each a type of uh, type of stem cells. The next step was to attempt to create a mouse embryo from scratch using the three types of stem cells in a lab setting. With careful tending, the researcher grew an embryo that matured enough to uh, allow for study of its development. To test further, the researcher repeated the procedure but added genetically engineered cells to see how it impacted maturation of the embryo they found that uh, they could replicate some of the same brain development issues that has have been seen in human embryos the suggest their work could also help explain what goes wrong when mice or people miscarry <laughs> okay so i mean uh, it's basically providing the information that how Mammalian uh, development process and how uh, Organism or embryos differentiate with the parent cells and in, uh, Into the another body. So I mean basically discovering that how a new or uh, new birth can actually be done in the mammalian development process. So yep, of course and uh, of course we use mice because we think uh, mice is our uh similar to the mammalian so it's easy for uh, to test on them so yeah moving on towards next topic new form of silicon could uh revisionalize semiconductor industry (laughs) oh okay let's see after a 10 year research study started by accident and was met with skepticism uh Team of Northeastern University mechanical engineer was able to synthesize highly dense ultra narrow silicon nanowires that could revolutionize the semiconductor industry. The research appears in Nature Communication. Jung Jun Jung 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 Jun Jung. Okay, Northeastern professor of mechanical and industrial engineering say it might have been his favorite research project. Everything is new and it's required a lot of perseverance, says Jung, who uh, sp- uh, specializes in engineering and application of nanostructure uh, uh, system and previously studied carbon nanotubes. Jung and his collaborator including another Northeastern professor of mechanical engineering, Munish Upmanyu, Uh, have achieved a major advancement in nanowire synthesis by discovering new highly dense form of silicon and mastering a new scalable catalyst-free etching process uh, to produce ultra-small silicon nanowires of 2 to 5 nanometers in diameter. About 10 years ago, students brought Jung attention to an unusual result of an experiment they were conducting using silicon wafers. The material he saw under an electron microscope was different from the one they intended to produce Jung says. He decided to find out more about this substance and discovered that it was silicon with a very, very tiny wire like stru- uh, nanostructure. Jung says they were able to reproduce the new material, he says, but when they tried to improve the synthesis process, the nanowires didn't grow. The scientist and his team had to rewind and study from the beginning the synthesis mechanism and the material atomic scale structure and properties. Jung an experimentalist decided to unleash upmanu who used theory computer modeling and simulation to understand molecular and explain experiments i always need help from um, from munish to uh, understand what is happening, Jung says. The scientists thought that um, maybe the substance resulting from silicon wafers during synthesis was not silicon at all. The material had a highly compressed structure reduced by 10% to 20% compared to regular silicon, which normally is not stable in such a compressed state of says, Some of the colleagues and research reviews were of the same opinion they uh, would say this uh, shouldn't be silicon or this shouldn't occur with silicon Jung says through the computational analysis and modeling of money was able to show that despite unusual properties the new material was form of silicon with a very tiny layer of oxide on top which probably will help sustain the compression he says this material is very promising he says that compression i feel is at the heart of all the interesting properties you see one of the reasons silicon is widely used as semiconductor in microelectronics such as computer chips, integrated circuit, transistors, silicon diodes and liquid tra- uh, crystal uh, display LCD is uh, that it is cheap and abductant upon uses. of course. According to the Royal uh, Society of Chemistry, it is the second most abductant element in the Earth crush after oxygen. Oh. But it does not occur uh, in its pure. Uncombined state in nature. Okay. It can found in the sand, quartz, flint, granite, mica, and clay, among other stones and minerals. Oh. okay. In the 1970s, the thriving silicon computer chip industry even gave a new name to the southern region of the San Francisco Bay, Silicon Valley, which was popularized by Don Ho Effler, an electronic news magazine reporter. However, traditional silicon cannot withstand high temperature and hence is limited to lower power application. It has a band gap of 1.11 electron volts. Band gain determines the energy needed to make electrons in the semi. Conducting material conduct electricity upon being simulated by external sources. Hmm. The new material has an external wide band gap of 4.16 eV. A world record, Jung says. The ultra wide uh, wide band gap implies that the material needs larger stimuli to conduct electricity but can operate at higher power, high temperature, and high frequencies. Silicon nanowires produced from this new material will be suitable for powered electronic transistors, diodes, and LED devices, Jung says. Hmm. Unlike regu- uh, regular silicon, the new material is highly resistant to oxidation. It is also photoluminant, able to emit blue and purple light, which can be used for ultraviolet lightning and in blue light diodes. Jung and his research team also have also created a new method of producing silicon nanowires called chemical vapor etching, which removes material instead of growing crystal. As a result, they can make nanowires that are 10 to 20 times. Smaller than the silicon nanowires currently used commercially. Previously known nanowire synthesis process use catalyst particles to grow silicon crystals. The crystal free aspect cannot be. Overstated enough as it eliminates the need to remove the catalyst after synthesis, which inevitably degrades the functional properties of the nanowires, Jung says. Sometimes catalyst particles become a part of the nanowire surface. He says their removal is almost impossible. At this point, the scientists can reproduce nanowires with control length of up to 100 microns. I feel how broad impacting going forward Upman uses this chemical vapor etching method that he Jung has pioneered is going to be useful for a host of other materials you can think of not just electronic application but any application where you want to have a small size dimension of a material made, it is very powerful. He says that new silicon material should be very attractive for the semiconductor industry. It can be used in military uh, radios, radars, and photovoltaics uh, like solar cells. Regular silicon band gap does not allow to pre- uh, process ultraviolet light and use it for generating electricity upon uses. So, if you have a wide band gap material which is cheap, abductant like silicon, now you, you can have very high efficiency, high efficiency solar cells. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. It can be even used for harvesting solar energy underwater. Water absorbs the red infrared spectrum when you say, so solar cell that can harvest blue and ultraviolet light become crucial. The new silicon nanowires can improve lithium-ion battery is further adding some. Select a material like phosphorus or ni- uh, nitrogen, a technique called do- doping, can lead to other interesting properties and allow uh, other applications. Upman uses, of course. He believes that various interesting quantum phenomena can be manipulated in these silicon nanowires due to uh, their very small size, which makes the, uh, this material promising for quantum information processing and maybe even quantum computing. Upman uses. Hmm. Several other engineering institutions and the globe contributed to the uh, to this research, including Korea Institute of Science and Technology, Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology, Tokyo University of Science, University of Science and Technology of China, and Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in New York. The researcher, the research is not over. Of course, the scientists are still interested in understanding better at the better all the chemistry behind the process and figuring out figuring out why the compression of this form of silicon is so stable they want to optimize the etching process to produce a smoother surface and further scale it up for industrial application you want to uh, you want uh, you want to be able to understand the process so that you can manipulate it uh, to what you want to do of you says they will uh, they will be also looking for collaborators interested in making devices with this new silicon material You want a new form of something you made to be adopted as widely as possible? I think commercialization and device integration is the key here of one uses Okay, okay, so I mean it's interesting that uh, our researcher and scientists keep on finding uh, these things of the silicon industry and uh, Converting other uh, source of energy or whatever uh, Which will uh, provide more energy to the computers or any other material? W- uh, available in the market so yeah or available in the uh, in our environment of course not uh, not getting harm or sustainable uh, process w- uh, With those things so yep. I mean great 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 finding great uh, So, yep, (laughs) moving on towards next topic researcher developed thermoformable ceramics, a new frontier in materials, okay. It was one of those happy accidents of science Northeastern Professor Randall, Herb and PhD student Jason Bice were um, working on a product of 40 university clients and would up with an entirely new class of material, the discovery of an all-ceramic and dead-can be compression molded into complex parts, an industry breakthrough, could transform the design and and construction of heat-emitting electronics, including cell phones and other radio components our research group lies are very much uh, situated at the bleeding edge of technology says of an assistant professor of mechanical and industrial engineering who leads the devs lab at Northeastern okay Th- uh, things uh, break a lot and uh, every uh, once in a while one of those breaks uh, turn out to be good fortune last July of was in his uh, Northeastern lab with boys who has since earned a mechanical engineering PhD. They were testing an uh, an experimental ceramic compound as a part of hypersonic project for the industrial partner. When something appeared to be wrong, we uh, blasted it with blowtorch and while we were loading it, it uh, unexpectedly deformed and fell out of the uh, fixture. We looked at the sample on the floor thinking that it was a failure. Closer a- a- examination gave way to a revolution. We realized it was perfectly intact. Obviously, it was just shaped differently. A ceramic uh, tend to fracture or even explode from thermal shock when subjected to extreme heat changes and mechanical loading but the sample had deformed gracefully. We tried it a few more times and realized that we uh, could control the deformation of cells and then we started compression modeling the material and found that it was a very fast process. Hmm. Its underlying microstructure uniquely allows the oil ceramic to quickly transmit heat and flow effectively during the molding process. The ceramic can be formed into executive, geometrics, and exhibit uh, impressive mechanical strength and thermal conductivity at room temperature, says Herb, whose findings are recently published in Advanced Materials. Herb and Bice are developing the product by the sh- their startup, Fourier, uh, LLC, named from after the French mathemat, uh, mathematician Joseph Fourier who studied a, a heat flow in ceramics two centuries ago, Fourier has received $50,000 Spark fund, uh, Award from Northeastern Center of Research Innovation. Oh, okay. It's unique, uh, of course, it's unique, uh, theotroformable ceramics from what we have seen and read don't really exist By Hmm. So, it's a new frontier in materials. Of course. The new product has the potential to introduce two industry improvements uh, starting with its efficiency as a heat uh, conductor that can cool high density electronics. Yes. In general, cell phone and other electronics are fitted with a bulky layer of aluminium which is necessary to draw heat away from the unit. Yes our material can be less than a millimeter thick which presents a low profile solution by says of course it can be molded to conform to the surface that you are trying to uh, you are trying to, to cool the photonic crystal base ceramic allows heat to flow without electron transports is herb it uh, doesn't interfere with radio frequency rf of cellu- uh, cell phones and other system if you want if you put an aluminum heat sink into rf component you're basically introduce a series of antenna to interact with rf signals Orp says instead uh, we can put our boron nitride base material in and around an RF component and it is essentially invisible to the RF signal. The other improvements is that it can form fit directly to the electric component Eco-ST Germain. A fifth year mechanical engineering student at Northeastern who is serving as a ceramic research and R&D engineer at four-year, demonstrated the ceramic uh, non-Newtonian behavior by subjecting a clumpy slurry of it uh, to vibration that is normal to the manufacturing process it instantly liquefied and organized the structure of the material such as uh, slurries are used to produce the moldable ceramics hmm. so it's going to be the next uh, alternative of the silicon I, I mean basically he's providing those kind of things so yeah I mean let's see uh, when boys believe that they will able to form fit and all ceramic material to all kinds of electronic components. <laughs> the ceramic will be thinner, of course, lighter and more efficient than the m- metals currently in, y- in use. Hmm. buys ha- uh, has helped launch the startup from Munich. Okay, where his wife has st- uh, started a new job. Oh, okay. Large, uh, launching a company that is Boston based while I'm Germany adds some interesting complication to things but also opportunities says wise who with herb is engaging in the customer discovering in both Europe and the US I mean he deserves it he deserves it if uh, if it's going to be the next uh, silicon uh, alternative so, I mean great 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 I mean great great research uh, I, I'm more um, passionate about this thing I mean yes uh, I I hope this startup will be launched more uh, in the uh, available in every market and going to be disrupt everything so yep I mean great 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 finding and great research of course and we are moving towards the starter field, so yeah, oh, of course. Okay, moving on to our next topic light based therapy weakens antibiotic resistant bacteria. Okay, okay, let's see. Antibiotics are standard treatment for fighting dangerous bacterial infections, yet the number of bacteria developing are resistant to antibiotics is increasing. Researchers from Texas A&M University and the University of Sao Paulo are overcoming this resistant with light. Okay, uh. the researcher tailored antimicrobial photodynamic therapy, a PDD a chemical reaction triggered by visible light for use antibiotic resistant ba- bacteria strains. Results showed that treatment weakened bacteria to where low doses of current antibiotics could effi- uh, effectively eliminate them. Using a PDD in combination with uh, antibiotics creates a s- synergy of interaction working together for a solution. said, well, Yelswo, also, sorry if, it's, uh, if my presentation of this name is wrong. So please forgive me, university professor in the department of biomedical engineering at Texas A&M and co-director of the project, it is, uh, it's a step. In the right direction against resistant bacteria. Hmm. The research uh, uh, result was published in the uh, pro- Proceeding of the National Academy of Science. PNAS ultraviolet light was first used to sterilize bacteria over 100 years ago. The treatment was based on the work of Niels Finson, who won the Nobel Prize in Psychology in 1903 for using filters and light, the higher frequency or ultraviolet spectrum as a cure for skin or tuberculosis. Phototherapy advances faded in popularity a few decades later when antibiotics become the weapon of choice against bacteria. Against bacteria. Antibiotic resistance bacteria showed up soon after antibiotics were first used. If antibiotic treatment stops before bacteria are fully killed, the remaining bacteria develop a resistant or immunity to the antibiotic. That immunity transferred to every new bacterial cell. So, more potent antibiotics or new treatment methods are needed to overcome the growing resistant. Photodynamic therapy was a forgotten tool. Yakul Wov said, Yet bacteria cannot overcome it, there is some resistance. Some human ca- uh, cancer cell therapies already use a PDT to prevent the growth of abnormal cells, but treating resistant bacteria with uh, it is still a novel approach. The researcher began their work by choosing the bacteria and the three main parts of a PDT needed to compact it molecular oxygen, light, and photosynthesis. Uh, Sensitizer, uh, so, uh, something that creates a reaction between oxygen and light, and already FDA approved dye called methylene blue served as a photo sen- uh, sensitizers The light source were specially constructed panels of 25 LEDs in reflective cones built by the Technical Support Laboratory by the South Carlos Institute of Physics. Methyle- uh, methylene. A assistant staphylococcus odyssey served as the bacteria and the researcher grew culture and their blue dye in them to ensure photosynthesizers alone would not affect the bacteria. Most of the lab occurred in the Texas A&M Health Research Science Center under Paul De Frigladeau, professor in the Department of Microbial uh, Pathogenesis and Immunology in the College of Medicine. At first, uh, the team used a PDT by itself, various its large stre- sh- uh, strengths duration, and in a specific series of follow-up treatments and uh, to log the bacterial response. The idea was to find the lowest dose and the st- shortest series that could weaken the bacterial membranes and other resistant mechanisms. Cell recoveries and reproduction revealed how many generations it took before antibiotic resistance returned. Next, the researcher added measured levels of and combination of antibiotics at a different uh, time interval after a PDT treatment to note the weakened bacterial response. The use of antibiotics with a PDT is a unique idea, Yukleva said. We can use lower doses of both to achieve our goal, in contrast to using uh, one of the other at higher doses that could have side effects. The goal is to shorten the treat, uh, treatment time and reduce the dosage to the lowest levels needed. Getting medical care down t- uh, to one doctor visit is especially important to Wendelio Bagnotto, professor in the Department of Physics and Medicine at Sao Paulo and co uh, director of the project. He is trying to improve recovery of the population in remote areas of Brazil where patients might not might only see a doctor once per illness without any chance for follow-up care. The US Department of Defense is uh, following the project closely because battlefield wood infection also happen in a remote location and must be dealt with quickly. So far, the results are positive. The resistant bacteria weakened by PDT, uh, treatments were killed with fall lower doses of current antibiotics as a benefit. These uh, therapies reduce the need for battling. Resistant bacteria with more potent and and, uh, expensive antibiotics that take uh, years to uh, produce future work uh, for the project will involve more timing and doses, investigations and tests on other resistant bacteria strains to uh, to see if this effectiveness is universal. Imagine the real life application, Yacolbo said, you visit a doctor who uses an Ointment and a charge alert on the infector and then you're done it (laughs) It would be a quick and harmless treatment as needed (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I mean it's similar like a uh, Li-Fi system uh, that providing I mean uh, Li-Fi basically provides uh, you the internet or through the light, but I mean it's like a similar thing uh, and that just uh, you need uh, need a an ointment and a shine of light on the infected area and then you are fixed yeah uh, your your uh, therapy is um, you are done uh, with your body and you uh, you are again going to your work and uh, any other field of your work so I mean great 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 so yeah moving on towards next topic how uh, tar digrades survive freezing temperature. <laughs> it's an animal uh, who's mostly I guess uh, available on the frozen areas on the mountain region. So let's see. Tar digrades are excellent. Ad- adapting to harsh environmental condition back in 2019, Raffel Skills, a professor at the Institute of Biomaterials and Biomolecular System at the University of Stuttgart pro- uh, proved that any high dro- dried tar uh, tar digrades can survive undamaged for many years without absorbing water, whether the age faster or slower in a frozen state. Or whether aging even becomes to a halt was previously unclear but the mystery has now been solved frozen tardigrades do not age tar, uh, uh, tardigrades also uh, called water beers belong to the family of nematodes Their gate is reminiscent of that of a beer but that is the only similarity the tar tardigrades which are barely one millimeter in size have managed to adapt perfectly to rapidly changing environmental condition over the course of evolution and can dry out in extreme heat and freeze in cold condition they don't die they fall into deep sleep explain skills and a sleeping beauty hypothesis for a cell uh, organism freezing or drying out cause different kinds of stress but tar, uh, tardigrades can survive both heat and cold equally Unscattered, they no longer show an obvious sign of life and they, uh, And this raises the questions of what happens to the animal internal uh, internal clock and whether they age in, in this resting state for dry ta- uh, tardigrades, which uh, wait many years in, uh, in their habitat uh, for the next train, Ralph Skills and his team answered the question of aging several years ago in a fairy tale for the Grim br- uh, Brothers, and the pra- uh, princess falls into a deep sleep. When a prince kisses her 100 years later, she awakens and still looks as young and beautiful as before. It is the same with her tardigrades in a dry state, and therefore, that this is called the Sleeping Beauty. Hypothesis sleeping beauty model hmm. during inactive p- uh, period the internal clock stops and only resume running once the organism is reactivated explain skill so tardigrades which uh, usually o- which usually only live for a few months without periods of rush can live for many years or even decades okay until now it was still unclear whether the whether this also applies to frozen animals do they age faster or slower than the dried animals or does aging also come to go halt the aging process stops even then uh, even when frozen to explore the skill and steam conducted several experiments in which they froze a total of more than 500 tardigrades at minus t- uh, 13 degrees celsius thawed them out again and counted them fed them and froze them again this was repeated until all the animals animals died at the same time control groups were kept at constant room temperature excluding the time in frozen condition the comparison with the control groups showed an almost identical lifetime. So even in ice uh, tardigrade shops their internal clocks like sleeping beauty concludes skill, skill and his colleagues published uh, their findings and approach in the journal of zoology. Of course. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> okay. Moving on to our next topic. <laughs> More like a news and a topic of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. so see si. SARS-CoV-2 is found to mimic a protein that packages DNA preventing transcription. A team of researchers at the University of Pennsylvania of, uh, working with a colleague from the University of Texas Medical Branch and another firm fo- from Boston University and Boston Medical Center has found that the SARS-CoV-2 virus produces a protein that mimics a protein that packages DNA preventing transcription that would normally play a role in an immune response. In their paper, published in Nature, the group described how they compared proteins that package human DNA with proteins produced by uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus and what doing so showed them. Lisa Thomnan and Walker Thiel with the Institute of Virology and Immunology, Bern and Mithril Husson have published a news and views uh, piece in the same journal issue describing the work done by the team on this new effort as the p- a pandemic has won on and lessened. Medical researchers have continued to study the virus behind it and one of the areas they have focused on is uh, uh, is its remarkable ability to suppress a response by host cells in those infected. In this new effort, the researchers have taken a closer look at the relationship between proteins that package DNA in human cell and protein produced by the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Prior research has shown the SARS-CoV-2 virus produces the three main types of proteins, those involved in replication, those involved in structural process, and a third that are known as accessory proteins. The third type is involved in a wide range of activity. Prior research has also shown that human DNA is packaged in proteins known as histones, they serve to hold the DNA strands, in a uh, place and to serve as gatekeepers, former dealer that read the strand and used uh, that information to engage in activities such as signaling to other body parts. Some uh, such signaling is involved when a host is infected to urge defense mechanism to fight the intrusive agent. In this new effort, the researchers have found evidence that suggests that one of the accessory protein produced by the SARS-CoV-2 virus, ORF8 is able to uh, able to mimic at least one type of histone protein cut to a packages dna and by doing so dampens the type of signaling that is uh, supposed to occur when a host is infected reducing the immune response <sighs> i mean i wanted to explain it but i'm um, behind time so Moving on to our next topic using machine learning to find an optimal mixture of metals to create a desired alloy. Okay, a large team of researchers at the Max Planck Institute for Unsofworksburg GM GmbH, working with colleagues from Technischer Universität Dumpster, Delft University of Technology, and Keth, Royal Institute of Technology, has found that it is possible to use machine learning to help. Metallurgists find the optimal mix, uh, mixture of metals to create a desired alloy. In their paper published in the Journal Science, the group described the th- uh, three-step process and how well it worked when tested Kyomu Hu and Liu Yang with the Chinese Academy of Science Institute of Metal Research have published a perspective piece in the same general issue outli- outlining the work done by the team of this new effort. Humans have been mixing metals to suit their needs for thousands of years and in so doing have learned a lot about creating alloys but finding just uh, the right mix has almost involved some degree of inspiration, patience and chance. So much, uh, so much alloys have been created by starting with one main metal such as iron, adding small amounts of oh, other uh, metals uh, to see what characteristics resulted. Over the past few decades, things have begun to change. However, some researchers have begun making alloys that have equal parts of several metals. Creating such alloy with desired features is, of course, much more challenging. The, uh, in this new effort, the researcher applied machine learning to help this, uh, with the processes. They began by reducing the text space to just one application creating alloys that do not expand and contract very much when exposed to temperature changes to create a machine learning application the researcher looked for and found characteristics of metal that could be used for comparison purposes and then taught the system using uh, information in currently available databases in so doing they develop a process for finding an alloy that uh, would suit a desired purpose the process by the team was narrowed and down to three basic steps. First, they generate new mixtures using model-based information held in the database describing metal characteristics. Next, they use a second model to help predict the properties of certain alloys they created using the first step. The final step involves studying the alloys candidates produced by the system and choosing uh, s- some to test in the real world. Using this system, uh, the researcher derived 1,000 candidates, which were narrowed down to three—just uh, three alloys. They then created the three alloys using the mix described by their system and tested their physical property. The team then trained the system on data derived from the real alloys and repeated the whole process. In all, they ran it seven times and found an alloy with a smaller thermal coefficient than the current record. So yep I mean using of um, machine learning to the optimal uh, sensors so yep interesting okay. okay as i previously discovered that we have st- in previous podcast that we have started a newsletter for you guys providing information that is not easily available on the surface web so if you are uh, into that kind of information please subscribe to this newsletter otherwise it going to be anything else. I mean, yeah, it's nothing. So if you're uh, interested in that kind of information, subscribe to this. Otherwise, leave it. And till then, keep researching. Sorry. I also wanted to tell you that uh, we uh, we are uh, becoming a more uh, member. So it's it's a requirement to subscribe to this newsletter, uh, to this newsletter and of course needed money uh, to have a sustainable team to provide you the information without without having any propaganda uh, any propaganda website and yes uh, we are working on our website uh, we are most likely to be live by the next week or yes uh, more, more like uh, likely live on the next week, and the every every other thing will be provided and explained by uh, you guys. So, yep. In the end, I just wanna say, you guys, keep researching, stay curious, stay healthy.